just some gadgets. Yeah, like an old man, bro. I am. And a hard beard. Your heart is 80. Jeez. Yeah. Like, your way of life is 80 years old. So much, so much simpler, though. It is. Much easier. I agree. I hit the button on you. Oh, record? Yeah. Oh, damn. Hey, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all hear the birds? Yeah, I hear. We out here. I know y'all probably want to see, like, what the hell going on over there. I'd love to see it. We got some videos. We gonna do some videos? Season three. Season three, maybe? Yeah, that's the game plan. Cool. I'm with it. I'm cool with it. But, you wanna introduce us, buddy? Hi, people. <laughs> Up your attention span with Kojak and Tana. Another episode. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> Anyways, we here, we at it. There's a lot been going on this week, baby. It's been pretty interesting. Well, you know you want to start. You know you the quarterback, man. I just listen. Team effort. I know. Definitely. You want to talk about um? You want to talk about this Kwame Brown versus everybody? everybody. <laughs> Kwame versus the world, boy. Listen, I don't know much about him. To be honest, cause I didn't, I don't follow basketball like that, so yeah. I don't know a whole lot about him. This is my, this is my first introduction to him. Um, so a lot of this stuff that he going off about, especially with the Matt Barnes and the Stephen Jackson situation, I just don't have any context. Yeah, well, Kwame, he was like the first. He was the first. First pick in the draft, two thousand one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. He was the first high school player mm-hmm. to get drafted, number one overall. Right. So he had this, all this hype coming around him, all the expectations. And it's he, pretty spectacular. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, unheard of. Yeah. Little had happened before or after him. Um. Well, LeBron, my bad. LeBron yeah. came after him. Right. But he was it's the first time. one to go. Number one, yeah. as a high school coming straight from high school, so he had all this hype coming around him. He didn't live up to the hype, so he considered one of the biggest first number one pick bust of all times, right? So that's how the league perceives him. Yeah, and I was saying like when I saw the video of him going off, like you been here like these Kwame Brown jokes and like little jabs every draft. So how long how long did he play the game? I thought was he, he just like a short time person. Like he only played like how long he played? No, nah, he was he was in the league for a while. Which I want to say like ten plus years. What? Like he was in the league, but he wasn't a star. Like he was never all star. He was never like rookie of the year or got like award nominations or nothing like that. So how is that a bust? Hmm? When you play because you number one, if you drafted number one lottery pick, like first 10, 15 picks, like you expect it to be all star. Oh, yeah, you you expect to be all NBA, all star, like future Hall of Famer type stuff. Okay, but I mean, of course, you never know what somebody's gonna do in the league, right? Because you don't know. It depends on what team they go to, like who they're around, injuries. Like you never know how somebody's career is gonna play out. But right. if you number one draft pick. Everybody assuming that you're going to be great. Okay. Like, that's what that means. Like, they think you're better than everybody else in that draft. Right. That draft class was trash anyway, though. But <laughs> it was. Okay. 
But, uh, so, like I said, he been the butt of jokes. And anytime, like, you hear that a lot of times, especially around draft time, you don't want to pick, like, a Kwame Brown or something like that. Like, you, like, he stay getting jabbed at. That'll get old after yeah. a while. Like, eventually, then, you're going to get pissed and be like, okay. I mean, I get it, but still. Okay. And then, uh, they brought him up on all the smoke. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, it was two episodes. Okay, but, so I didn't watch any of these. Okay. I just I've been seeing clips of this and that. No, I'll smoke my show. Yeah, and that's why I asked you like, did you know? Yeah, about but Gilbert was basically saying Gilbert Arenas was basically saying like, by the time he got to him, like he had got drafted to the Wizards with Jordan, and Jordan basically like shit on him like every day, like. And and but with watching the last dance, like I can understand. That's his brand of motivation. Yeah. Like in your face, like he ain't shit. You ain't nothing. You like Like berating. Yeah, but like for him that probably works. But you go like they were saying, like you doing this to a seventeen, eighteen year old, and you his great, you his favorite player, and you keep telling him he ain't ish. Yeah, it's kind of like messing up his confidence. So basically, they were saying like his confidence was shot from like day one, and kind of like. Well, when your idol. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. somebody you really look up to is, like, badgering you like that. I, I, it would affect your family. I get it. And Michael Jordan needs to know that, like, everybody, you can't you can't motivate everybody the same way. Yeah. Like, you should you should have saw that that wasn't working for him and found another way but to push your number he, one draft pick. He made, that's maybe his sole area of leadership. Like, I can only deal with the people that can handle my type of leadership. I get that. But... Michael Jordan in his he he's not good at his his GM spot, well his owner spot of picking talent anyway. Like uh-huh. he always good. been suspecting that. That's yeah. why his team. I mean, sure they good now because they got they he did good with the with the ball pick uh-huh. and the Rozier picking him over Kimber Walker, uh-huh. but them little only two <laughs> like. Before that and after that, like, the picks he made didn't, didn't make sense to a lot of people. Yeah. But anyway, so Kwame Brown, like, on that episode, Gilbert Reigns was saying, like, by the time he got to him, he was, like, basically just, like, a man child. Like, he was beat up so bad. He had the body of, like, an NBA player, like a grown man. Like, but his mindset was so beat down. Like, he didn't have the mental capacity to, like, be good in the NBA. So he was trying to build him up or whatever. So that's basically all Gilbert said about him. And... And Matt and Steven was like crack. They was cracking like little subtle jokes. Mm-hmm. Like Steven, was like, hey Matt, ain't Carmen one of your favorite players? And you say he one of your, one of your favorite players like that. And Matt, like, man, I said nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Like just like little stuff like that. Yeah. And then they went on. Let me tell you what type of vibe it give me though. Just based off of that alone, like he give me the vibe of like Matt and Steven being like the popular guys. Yeah. And Kwame kind of being the new guy coming in, he's got the talent, but because they so full of ego, they won't give him no props. So they like kind of pick on him and bully him yeah. a little bit. I feel like that's that that big jock type of situation. I get it, but you gotta think about it. He he a kind of, he was number one draft pick, so that's something he can say for the rest of his life. Yeah. And Steven and Matt, if I ain't mistaken, they both went undrafted. Oh, I don't know about that, now. I can't see I that. could be wrong, but I think they both went undrafted, but they had good NBA careers. Like, 
but they was always role players. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what Kwame was. He was supposed to be superstar, but he ended up being just like a man come out the bench like a role player. Mm-hmm. Or they would grab a couple rebounds, put the ball up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just a role player. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was in the same boat. Steven, Steven Jackson was a little bit, he was a scorer, so he was a little bit more famous than yeah. Matt and him or whatever. But same thing. They were still all just role players. Right. So, if anything, I just feel like they should be, I guess, more on his side than anything. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like the attack was necessary because I didn't feel like they said nothing too crazy. I think it's just one of those things where you've been just picked at so long. That you just, just like kind of go just, off. Yeah, you're just like, over. Oh, okay, I'm going to just speak on peace. And I, I, I think he's at that point where... He ain't looking to be right. He's just speaking his mind. Yeah. And, you know, with that, of course, you get an audience. You got one, too. Yeah. And I I personally feel like most of this stuff is just attention-seeking at this point. Because he's snapping off on everybody about anything, and it's, it's uh... I feel like there's a lot of bottled up stuff too as well. Like he, I feel like he's just giving it to you. You come with at me with it, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you what you want. Yeah. You know. And like the situation with him and like Shannon Sharp. Like Shannon. Did he come to Shannon too? Yeah, he came out. He came out right quick. Nah, I said I can't even keep up with all his little rants. I seen him come in. He said some nothing about LeBron. I seen. Yeah. I seen the Charlemagne one. Granted,なあ。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
Now I feel like at this point, it's just for attention. So now he just trying to stay relevant by finding people to go off on. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be your lane that you created for yourself, but that's going to be impossible to maintain. Yeah, because your feelings, you're going to get over this and you're going to be okay. But you don't want to be that person either, though. Like, just your only audience is you snapping on everybody and anybody about everything. Because yeah. then, no, I'm not going to want to deal with you. I'm not want to be around an angry black dude all the time. Like, but it, I, I don't feel like, I don't know. Now if you if now if this come out and he end up like doing like a podcast or like something where his voice is heard and he got a other side then yeah cool because I mean dude funny he is funny yeah so that. but if you can show like that side without gotta like berating people yeah and cool but right now you seeing him snapping off on every and anybody about anything and it's that's that's gonna get old. It does. I feel like a lot of people gravitate into him because he feel like he's negative. Well, that's one part, but I feel that they it's things that people have been wanting to say about these people that he's saying, just flat out saying with no filter. But so Matt, it, for them, it's like it's some type of enjoyment they get. Matt and Stephen were never like the top of the totem pole in sports. In media, yeah, with the podcast, because they got, like, one of the best sports podcasts it is. Mm-hmm. Now they're at the top. But while they was playing, they was, like, role players. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't like, they might have been cool with everybody. But they wasn't, like, the top tier, like, being able to talk down on people. Mm-hmm. So that's new. So you can't say he coming at them for that. Or, like, they've been, like, coming at him like that because they weren't in that position. So I just feel like they cracking jokes like everybody had been cracking jokes on him. But now they got a big platform. That's the only thing that changed. I don't I don't feel like nothing changed. I don't feel like they would have said nothing no different if they was at their house right now. If Kwame was there. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like nothing would have been said any different. Mm-hmm. But since they got a platform, a lot of people seen the boy went off on them. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to really pinpoint it. And I don't think we ever really will. But people got to understand, you can't just, just because it's, some, it's one aspect of a person that you agree with, don't mean that there aren't other parts of them that is just completely dead as wrong. Yeah. You got to be accepting of that part. But I think a lot of people just jumping on this bandwagon because, one, like you said, it is negativity. Mm-hmm. And I wish we would get out of that. I think the biggest hurt for me with the whole thing is just seeing black men going back and forth with each other this way for the world to see. And I feel like it's just, we, it's something we got to do in private. Like, yeah. shit, we got to take care of in private because that's what they, that's what people want to see. Us arguing, us against each other, us being mad with each other. And I just don't, I don't like that. Not saying that we got to all agree with each other all the time because that's never going to be the case. But just publicly arguing back and forth like this, I I just not a fan of it. Yeah, I agree. But I see it's fifteen minutes running out. He about on minute thirteen. So Man. let's see. He probably got. A couple. I hope he go on that show. That would to me that would. I know they would they the type that would call him on there. Yeah. And I, I'm talking about they gonna break all kind of records. 
<laughs> with that episode. I, I would, and I'm I would. pretty sure he's going to have that same energy, but at the same time, once they explain what like, where they coming from, and he just like going to continue to stay mad regardless, then, then you're going to look like a clown. Yeah, I think if they call him on that genuinely to have a conversation, it might work. Because but... even Matt was like, I don't need to see what I did wrong. And I don't believe, because like I said, he has been like this little jab joke for years, mm -hmm. since 2000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Jordan gets shitted on the same way with him picking talent and his drafting skills. Like well, the way can't he can't dictate how people going to respond to that. I get though. that. I'm just saying, like, the joke has been there for damn, well, yeah, 20 years now. Yeah. So, I get it. Anyway, we can just move on past it. Because, I, I mean, he just... It, it bothers me, that whole scenario. But it clearly shows me that we got we still got a lot of work to do. I'm so good. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like he's he getting his time right now. And that whole spazzing out. I don't even want to call it that because to me that's just feeding into how media want us to be portrayed. Like I feel like the man pissed off and he just speaking his mind. I don't feel like he having a rant. I don't think he's spazzing out. I don't think none of that. I think mean, he just pissed off and he's saying it how he how he want to say it, and it ain't no sugarcoating it. He has zero filter. Yeah, that's what I gather from him. But I don't think he's spazzing out though. Agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. I feel like he just having rants. Once a day now, okay. and he's just finding people to spaz out on. Okay. And like I said, that's gonna get old, yeah. cause you know. True. What else we got? Yeah, we're moving on. Um, <laughs> so I watched the uh, um, I like watching Sip and Smoke, which is Cam Newton's um show on BET. War Eagle. <laughs> so it's just seeing him in a different element. Mm -hmm. It's a vibe. I like it. So he had DeVal Ellis on there the other day. Okay. And DeVal is from uh, the hit show on BT called Sisters. Um, he's a content creator. And um, he has a podcast with his wife, Kadeem. The Dead Ass Podcast. So anyway. What's wrong? Hmm? What's wrong? People from my job keep calling me. Oh, Something must be happening. Do we need to stop? I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> they can't figure this shit out without me. It would not be figured out. My God. So, yeah. So, anyway, he was on... Oh, they text me. <laughs> he was on Sip and Smoke. So, um, they covered a few things that I just... I enjoyed. But, anyways. DeVal played in, a, played in the NFL for a few years. And, eventually, of course, got out. I didn't know that. Mm hmm And then, um, so they were having a conversation about, like, how athletes have this process. Like, they have a blueprint, in a sense. So, like, if you're in, um, in middle school and you're playing ball, your next goal is to get, um, you know, uh, varsity. varsity. Yeah. So, that's your goal. You know what you gotta work towards. So, then you get on varsity. And then your next goal is to... Be a starter. Yes. So then, when you become a senior, you get ready to graduate. You get the, you get the scholarship. You get to go to school. So you make it to college. You do college ball. So then, when you when you get in college, you your next goal is to okay, I gotta get to the league. So when you finally make it to your destination, <laughs> when you make it to the league, what's after that? Mm -hmm. And so they come to this crossroads as athletes, like 
where do I go from here? Because now I don't really have nothing but football to like push me. So you gotta wake up every day and choose to to get better at that mm. sport. It's nothing else to attain. Like you, it's nothing else you gotta work towards per se. Yeah. So Deval was basically breaking it down. He was saying that that's where like depression and all this other stuff kind of set in because you now you're looking for your purpose mm-hmm. because you just you, you reach your goal right. So. Um, they talked about that, and then he he made a statement about uh, certain athletes being uh, straw dogs. You ever heard of the term? No. So he broke it down as um, I guess it's in like Chinese culture. They make these straw dogs. It's like made out of uh, a straw, basically, mm-hmm. and then they make them, and then they have them like for the festival, and they have fun. They throw bees at them, and turn up and then after the, every, all the celebration and all that stuff is over with they burn mm-hmm. and so he was saying like you know like with Cam he's like you know Cam doing good running the team blah 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 and then once that's over with and all the fanfare now die down or you try to go do something else they're like oh well Elf. move on that's a great analogy so um Cam, he, it, it hit Cam kind of hard. He's like, boy, what? Yeah, that's, like, a, that's, a, great, look into that's a great analogy. So, yeah. um, So, he went on to talk about his acting career and all the other stuff that he's gotten into after the NFL. And um, he basically expressed to Cam the importance of ownership. Because he literally owns all of his content, like all of this stuff that he puts out. So, um, it it was it was a really good conversation. I just I like what Cam is doing. He's found a whole nother a whole nother round mm-hmm. to work in. So that's smart. Now you see that more and more out of athletes, especially like top tier athletes, where mm-hmm. they already position themselves for what they gonna do afterward. Exactly. Which before wasn't the case. Right. Like before, like they just played ball, mm-hmm. and when it was over, they went broke. Nobody's in a box anymore. Yeah. I feel like you can do multiple things at once now. Yeah, yeah. Social media helped a lot with that. People yeah. can control their own narrative, and right. they can brand themselves however they want to. Before you can only brand yourself the way the media. If the media didn't like you, or you didn't, you know what I'm saying? They had bad things said about you. That's just who you was. Yep. And when nothing else you can say about it, I, or do? <laughs> yeah, it's just what it was because that was the only form of information to get out. Right. But now everybody can control their own narrative. Now, if you acting a fool, if you a fool, you a fool. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> truly. But now, before, it was like you could have one bad situation, and the media pretty much write you off as being like a bad like a bad guy. Yeah. And that was just who you was. Like, you was the bad guy to lead. Right. But now, you can, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own platform. Yeah. And then, like, I was when they were talking about it, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, people like Amon Shumpert and... Like, all these other guys that, like, are extremely talented in other areas aside from the sport that they're in. Mm-hmm. And it gets overlooked sometimes. Because they're just athletes. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I don't like that. Don't do not do people like that. <laughs> don't put them in a box. There's just so many. People got so many layers to them. I, I would hate for you to just miss out on this, like, the greatness that people have in them because you want to keep them in one area. That fall on the athlete, too, though. Because even a mindset, like he 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 wouldn't put out music at the beginning of his career because he didn't want to be, he didn't the want that to like yeah to be an yeah he yeah. didn't want to be known as like the 
basketball player that was trying to rap. Trying to rap. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So if you would have just came out and then be like, I do both of these, like Dame do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Dame's top tier, though. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it, it's levels to this thing, too. What you mean? I'm really nice. I mean, I ain't saying he, I ain't saying he trash, man. Oh. But I'm just saying Dame is a top five player. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm with you now. My fault. Yeah, I ain't saying he trashing them, but it's, 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 it's levels to it. I got you. I don't know about top five. He's definitely top, top to get Okay. But, yeah. I forgot what I was saying. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, they, uh, all of that just put in perspective for me. I just enjoyed the, I enjoyed the entire interview. That's not like a good one. I gotta go watch he's it. He's really good. Like, in, in the narrative that him and his wife have on YouTube like it's so amazing it needs to be seen cause it's like a real black family mm-hmm. doing their day to day and nothing is really sugarcoated and they just keep it real I've been watching them for years anyway you have been but it's you know cause I think I like them because I can relate to them I feel like when I watch them I'm essentially kind of watching parts of my life mm-hmm because when I see DeVal with his sons, I automatically, my mind goes to you and your kids. So I'm like, when I'm watching you and the boys, that's that's what I see every day. Yeah. So I can relate to it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. But the, the uh, on the ownership thing, top-notch, like, information there. Because I'm going to say this. I'm going to just move this right on into my pet peeve of the day because I'm going to just go head first ownership black people in ownership Mm -hmm. if you own a black business you're running a black business I need you to hear me and hear me well we cannot keep thinking that we can run these businesses and have shitty customer service and not following through with what we're going to say we're going to do for our customers. Like, I cannot get with it. It's making it extremely hard for people like me and my friends and my husband and anybody else I'm affiliated with because I'm always pushing black business. I'm always telling people, shop here, shop there. And it makes it really hard when I'm pushing something for somebody and they're not doing (laughs) what they need to be doing on their end. So, if you're going to start a business, don't start a business to just say you're going to start one. Don't start a business just to be able to, you know, be able to say I got something. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not going to nurture it and you're not going to do what it takes to make that business grow. Put the work in. In that part. Don't even start. Don't even do it. Because it's so frustrating when we're trying to support our community and we getting treated like shit by our own people. Like, that's the issue for me. I have a real problem with that. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> spent a lot of money with my people. And I just expect better. And I don't want to have to go somewhere I don't really want to go to spend mm-hmm. money. And customer service is, is top of the line. Like, that's, that's my number one thing that I see that's the issue. And I really need people to pay attention and fix that. Yeah, think about it. Like, even if your your what you have is like pure quality, like you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. top of the line stuff. Right. If the if the manner to get it is to go through you and your attitude is always shitty. Yeah. And your customer service is always you put the customer you get to them when you can. Yep. Uh, you got an attitude every time I talk to you, or yep. 
you know, you you know, for going online and going off and all the other stuff. And then don't nobody want to deal with you, even if you putting out quality stuff. Right. So you got to check. You got to check all that, man. Mm-hmm. I agree fully. <coughs> if you want your business to succeed anyway, you yeah. want anybody to deal with you. Right. So I just, I really want us to work harder on that. And, and I understand people have bad days here and there, but your feelings are put aside when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. Nothing in business is emotional. It shouldn't be. So, I I just had to get that off my chest right quick because I really want us to do better because we got we got too much on the line. So yeah, I just I feel very strong about that. All right, bro. All right, it just dawned on me today. I've had a few instances in the past couple of weeks that I've dealt with, and I just felt like I needed to say something because it really it starts with. Just we trying to support our own. That's my main goal with that. And I know people out here really, really trying. But then it's it's just this little handful of people. It's just out here just starting stuff because it's a trend, or starting stuff because they feel like they can make a few dollars off of it. Or if you even if you not fully invested in it, don't even start it. Don't do it. Yeah, I agree. So that's my. Little spiel for the day. I'm off my soapbox now. Thank you. But you gotta know how you gotta know how to treat people. Yeah. And Especially if you in a public service type of situation. Yeah. I promise you need people more than they need you. Boom. Somebody can feel that spot easily. Can I say it? Go ahead. Bar. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah, that that was on my heart. I had to get it out of. Yeah. So on TikTok with this chick that went well she went viral on Twitter but she made a TikTok and um Kojak's gonna play it her TikTok is is it Nikki Monroe? Yes. Name something that isn't gay but kind of seems gay I'll go first when guys call other guys, they're OG. <laughs> Cause what do you mean by that? That's my OG. Something about it gives me that's daddy. Like that's what it gives me. But like I know it's not. I know they mean like that's my big brother. Like I look up. But something about it. That's my OG. My OG told me. Does he choke you too? Do you like to be choked? Come here. Let's out. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> she made a TikTok saying that, right? So, Kojak and I saw the video way before it went viral. Yeah. So, we, it was funny to us because we could clearly see that she was kidding. She yeah. was joking. <clears throat> but Twitter <clears throat> got a hold of it and, and they took it a whole nother route. So, what's your, what's your take on it? I How, mean, what do you think? How do you feel Twitter took it? Well, tw- the the point that I seen that made it viral basically was saying that she was like homophobic, or uh, like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Trying to make it seem like it's bad to be gay, I guess. That and then it was more so saying like attacking black masculinity. That's where they took it on on this other side. Yeah, attacking black masculinity, trying to find some type of underlying homosexuality or something like that. 
And so they took it with that, and then yeah, go on. I was like, I kind of, I kind of get what y'all are saying, but at the same time, the girl was clearly joking. And then I like the thing I don't like about it is like that mob mentality thing, like the way they start attacking this chick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she clearly just telling the joke. And even if she's just saying from her experience, like the dude that she was messing with that was using the term OG, mm-hmm. seeing suspect to her. Right. Like, and then they was like, well, say you ain't black, or you grew up in a white, white neighborhood, but. Yeah. You ain't all that other BS and all that. Like, she ain't grow up around black people, and you can clearly see she white. Uh, I was like, why y'all attacking the girl like this? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. You're attacking like, her for her point of view. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like the whole everybody gang up on one person type yeah. mindset that the social media is. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. Because it's so, it's so, it's. And this is why me and Coach are always on this shit. Like, where we say you gotta find a place to be neutral because once you go too far to one side, this is the type of stuff you deal with. And with this girl, she might have did grow up in suburbia. But that's her experience. Exactly. Like, we can't take that away from her. But at the same time, it's a way to educate a person without attacking them. If you feel like, you know what I'm saying, if you're offended by something that somebody said, mm-hmm. it's a way to talk to that person and get them to understand where you're coming from. And it may enlighten them and it may not. But that's, it's their perspective, it's their point of view. You can't, I mean, you can't change that. Only the other person can. The person that you're talking to. So I, I didn't like that part of it. But granted, there are people in suburbia that are black that have this mentality of they don't really understand hood mentality which you can't expect them to yeah so a lot of terminology that they may use may be hood terminology but they don't understand that life and so I feel like some of the people that were attacking her were like hood people and Mm -hmm. like saying okay now what are you doing So the term OG definitely come from the hood, and you know that. Yeah. But her perspective and her her environment is full of people that probably use that terminology, but have never grew up in that. Even though that it started, I mean, you know, it started like a game thing, but now like it's part of culture, pop culture. I get that now, but also with this TikTok thing, like mm-hmm. people see this stuff and they just adapt it into their normal life, even though they they not living in that that type of environment mm-hmm. so you got kids that ain't never lived that life or even being in like in, in the type of neighborhood using that same term so that might have been what she's talking about she could be talking about some squares lane dude right calling somebody og and she felt like it was suspect and when the person that was actually saying it's my og that. so we don't even know like the person that she was referencing that comment off of exactly because you might have seen it you might have thought the same thing exactly. like at my job it's like you see boys call other boys they OG. Yeah, it's like, age. Like he a year older than you. Yeah. Talk, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. to me, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> see, that's, that's your perspective. You see what I'm saying? And and if somebody was in the same environment as you, they may see it the same. Yeah, way. so I like we don't even know who she referencing in this comment off of. Mm-hmm. It could be some some lame dude ain't never been in the streets. I don't know nothing about that gang life. Right. Just seen TikTok use right. the word OG and now he using it. Oh, you gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. 
it's just, it's, I don't know. It's very strange in a way, but at the same time, it's like a social experiment that yep. you're just watching happen mm-hmm. live. But I do, I'm glad she got, she got thick skin, obviously, because she came she back and yeah, kept joking yeah. about it. But I, I, I just, I don't like the gang up, the whole black Twitter ganging up on one person. No, and you can tell, like, they don't even know what's going on. Yeah. They just see, oh, we're attacking this person today, bitch. Yeah. And they just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. But then it's the same people that's anti bully this or, you know, don't bully people. Mm-hmm. But that's the, it's the same thing, you know. It's but, dumb to me. But social media is just a different place. And that's why I try to stress to people social media is a whole other world. Because if you go outside and live in your regular world, it's nothing in comparison mm-hmm. to social media at all. And that's. To me, this this is the way they're controlling this anyway. Yes, yeah, social media and a lot of people hurt in the real world is what's happening. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. So, that's our take on that little situation. Yeah, I just don't like the whole mob up on one person about something stupid as this. Right. Oh, another thing I want to do with you, I want to apologize to you for last episode because... I feel like sometimes I advocate too much for the newer generation and I neglect my own. What you mean? Because I feel like there's certain shit in our generation that we have to teach these kids now that's going to help them in the long run. They don't see it right now. But I feel like we're too passive. Like, we just letting a lot of shit slide that shouldn't slide. You know, with with the mindset of being understanding because yeah. we nobody listens to us you get what I'm saying and I feel like we listen to them too much and we too understanding because some of this shit is so goofy that we letting them get away with yeah that we should we should really be kind of pulling to the side like hey this shit is stupid this is dumb we shouldn't be doing this I like, see what you're saying when yeah. you older you'll understand why this is dumb but the crazy thing is you, you can't even do that with these kids now why you say that? It's just because they don't want to hear it. Like, exactly. everything is so... We didn't want to hear so... a lot of stuff that was told to us that we use to this day, baby. I mean, I understand that. But we didn't have a million people backing up our opinions at the same time. I agree with you. But at the same time... So, okay. If your mama tell you something right. that you don't agree with, right? Right. Like, that don't make sense. Yeah. And then you talk to your three, four friends, and they like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, that's only three, four people against your mama. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, I, I'm, I see both sides. Mm-hmm. But imagine your mama telling you, don't do this, because this right here hurt you in the long run. Mm-hmm. But then you go to, you go to your online press, and you got a million people saying, man, your mama don't know what she's talking about. That's mm-hmm. a million people against one your mo- your one mama. I get it. So, so now you like, but what my mama talking about? Mm-hmm. Everybody see my side. Right. But that's but, not everybody. That's just the people that's on your algorithm that agree with everything you say. Yeah, and I feel like it's the same lesson you got to teach your kids, but it's just in a different way now. Yeah, you got a million people to back you, but life going to whoop your ass, exactly. and then you're going to get to see it, and then you got to come back and tell them the same million people how I should have listened to my mama. But they don't. Okay, that's on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's on them. Yeah. But I feel like for us to cover our bases... And to make sure we pass it along, we got to we got to extend the knowledge. We got to tell. Yeah, them. I'm not against like letting them know, That's like tell them. We have to acknowledge it, but they probably gonna know what they're gonna take. Exactly, they probably not gonna receive it. I mean, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. I did my part. I told you. That's what I'm saying. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm with that. But, yeah. And then, it go back to, you know, everybody want to talk about accountability and that they can be accountable. Can you be accountable when you had a million people tell you you was right and then life really tapped that ass and then you got to come back and you got to say, okay, I was wrong, blah, blah, blah. Can you take the heat from that? Because they might attack you. The same people that was with you turn right back around and attack you. Exactly. Are you built for that? A lot of them ain't. A lot of them not even going to do the whole I was wrong thing. Like I said, we got to extend that. Put it out there. I don't feel like it's getting put out there. That's what they don't. They just got a way bigger platform to follow them. They do. Everything is so like Everything is so acceptable to them. Like, yeah, you can't accept everything because now it's getting to a point now where evil shit is being accepted and it's, it's perceived as normal. So now normal people with normal reactions to shit are perceived as weird. Yeah. Like I seen something where they was trying to pass a law where basically if your kids say they like trans maybe uh, even even if the parent for like their kid could be like it's something they can do where they can like block puberty so the child don't go through puberty. Yeah, that to me is child abuse. I said, well, that's insane. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. These are children. Yeah. But then you wrong when you, like, voice that opinion. Like, these are children. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be making these decisions for children. Yeah. True. But. These are the, the same brothers, it's the same people that say, you know, we should give children more credit. We should allow them to think for themselves, blah, blah, blah. It's just it's a child cognitively we know that they're just off off the rip, they just fearless. They're gonna do whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's certain things that as a parent you gotta protect your kids exactly. from. Because at that point you putting their life in danger. Like you can live that life. If this this how you feel, cool. Live that life. But don't make no permanent decisions. Yeah. Because like nobody, nobody does a full blown adult and I think the same way they did when they was a kid. Nah, nobody. No. So it'd be insane to have your child make a decision that's gonna affect them for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not gonna have that same mindset when they're grown. But then they already made this grown decision mm-hmm. at the age of twelve, thirteen years old. Sure. Hey. It's insane. crazy <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's something you know I, I don't know now it, it makes me nervous because I know that the way that I'm raising my kids is gonna be it's gonna be frowned upon because everybody's so damn lenient with their kids like mm-hmm. you're not your kid best friend yeah you can be your friend with your kid but you're not that's not the only thing you are to them you still need to be that parent yes, that voice of reason <laughs> yes <clears throat> I don't I, I can't rock with it where you just let your kids just do any and everything without letting them know like okay X, Y, and Z may happen but if this is a decision that you want to make you know this is you I get that but it's a it's, it's a fine line with that you can't take that too far yep and I'm definitely seeing that but anyway anything else you would like to discuss my love I'm talking about Texas thing. Oh, how Texas killed a man and banned abortion at the same damn time? <laughs> you execute somebody, but 
This is my thing. Okay. How you want to depopulate, right? But you ban abortion. Explain this to me. Okay. All right. And then how can you ban abortion but execute somebody? How you pro-life when you're killing killing people? people? All life is precious. Hit that switch. <laughs> yeah, I, just make it make sense to me. I don't. I don't understand the the logic. Like yeah. it don't make sense to me. Yeah. You know. I, I don't know. And I, I granted the person might have did a, a horrible crime. That's that whatever. But if you are truly pro life, you gotta be against. You gotta be against it. So I yeah, Texas is just one of them places that I really feel like we could be. We would be okay. If they succeed. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Because, like, I'm not saying abortion is right. But I'm saying, if this lady, or female, or whatever, has made the decision that she does not want to bring this child into the world. But everybody is forcing her to make, like, bring this child into the world. Then this child grows up in a fucked up situation. Yep. That a mama don't want this fucking kid. She said it from jail. Like, I didn't even want to have this kid. Mm-hmm. But now you're forcing me to have him. I feel like you should just, I mean, I, with the whole religious aspect of it, I feel like at the end of the day, you have to allow people to make their own decisions despite what you believe. That's your belief, not theirs. I'm about to say the Bible, the main thing is the the free free will, right? Like, you making decisions. I mean, that, but then it also says, you know, you know, go forth and multiply. You gotta. I get that. But I just. I feel like everybody is entitled to their own decision. But that's how I not kill. But then the Baba Thumpers are the biggest one prison in the sure. U.S. military. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> okay. It's this the justifications for me. Yeah. I can't get with the justification. Like, either you gonna be that way across the board, or we ain't gonna we ain't gonna do it at all. And it really ain't no middle ground with it. Exactly. I just feel like you should you shouldn't take that choice away from nobody, because I mean I I feel like that's a difficult decision for anybody to make. Yeah, it is. And if you come to that decision, like, I'm not ready at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. I can't take care of a kid. I don't have the, the financial resources. I don't have the time. I don't want a kid. Granted, if we weren't un- under all this societal BS. I feel like more women would be more inclined to have children because they don't have all these other stresses going yeah. on. So we wouldn't be having to worry about paying bills and, and doing all this other stuff that society's placed on this. Mm-hmm. It would be different. But it's just it's, it's a lot to come into play with it. And then knowing that, especially living in America, knowing that when you have a kid, that the sole objective of America is to have your child working as soon as possible. That's why they... That's, That's why, why they, they want it. you to have these kids. Need y'all to keep pumping out these poor people. That. <laughs> so you know, I get it. I, I I'm totally with women making that decision for themselves. I never understood why men have been making decisions about women's bodies and what decision they make with their body. Yeah. I'm waiting on the day where a man has to be pregnant and really understand that pain. You get what I'm saying? Because that's, that's a lot. <laughs> I feel like the world be a lot less populated. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Work. <laughs> hmm. Real talk. So, yeah. But Texas be wild, bro. Also in Texas, they trying to pass a law where basically 
white, super whitewash, like all the things they get did against the Mexicans and slavery, and basically just take it out the history books. Oh, you said whitewashing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, so they don't took even. took it out. They don't even acknowledge it. I mean, they already like watering it down like a lot. As far as like teaching that stuff to the kids in Texas, but now they trying to like basically like just completely take it out, like hint at it, but not teach it, like what they oh, did against. Like how they did, kind of how they do black history. Yeah. How they just touch on it for two seconds and then move on. Or basically, but they just trying. They only want it in the curriculum, basically. Wow. Like, of them teaching about slavery and how bad Texas did the Mexicans, because you know that was all Mexico. Yeah, it was. So they wiped all them out. <laughs> like killed all of them so they don't want to teach about how brutal they was towards Mexicans and slave trade and mm. slavery and all that they wow. just want to take that out of the history books but I'm like you can't pick and choose what part of history you teach yep. cause then you're not teaching history true very true and that's been the problem all along yeah I mean that's across the United States <laughs> though mm-hmm. but we already said though this stuff that we want our kids to know we're going to have to teach them. Exactly. And this stuff that I'm learning now, yeah. like, mm-hmm. that should be common knowledge. Right. So true. But it just is what it is, man. Just That's what we say. Do due diligence with that. Exactly. Because they're not going to put that in there. They're not going to do it. But at the same time, man, it's so, information is so easily yes, to get, yeah, accessible to get to or whatever mm-hmm. that if you ignorant to it, that's it's, a choice. Yeah, it's kind of your fault. Or you want to keep looking at things the way you've always looked at it. Yeah. You don't want anything to go against that. Yeah. I just feel like that's foul in so many ways. Like For sure. Cause... In a sense, though, it kind of, I mean, if I were a parent in Texas, it would make me want to be more involved and make me want to really teach my kids, okay, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the parents would get more involved with, with their kids and teaching them about history, real history. Yeah, I think, like, in Texas, like, the population of African-Americans and Mexican-Americans mm-hmm. are so high. Mm-hmm. Like, that's heavily populated, right now, especially, right. like, Mexican mm-hmm. or Latinos or whatever. Right. Down there in that area that they just basically trying to race you out from the history books. It's like we've been white this whole time. Their culture is so strong, yeah. bro. Like, y'all came over... We were like, hey, how y'all doing? Shook y'all hand, and we all worked together from the beginning. Mm. <laughs> like, that's not the case. Like, we killed y'all. Like, a lot of y'all, about thousands and thousands, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Took y'all in. Yeah. We made y'all work for us for free for hundreds of years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, like it or not, that sticks with you. And history is bound to repeat itself. So, if you had certain teaching aspects teaching history... Of it, yeah. Then it's bound to repeat, which we see this now in our day to day. Just the repetition of things, just because people don't have the knowledge. Yeah. And it's repeating what they don't learn. I feel like it's all coming to a head just because I said information that that's out there, the average person can get to. Yeah. So if they want to, that's why you, you see like down here in the south where all the schools are being renamed and all the statues of the Confederate people being torn down and the schools that was named after Confederate leaders are being torn down. We're not torn down. <coughs> not torn down, but renamed. The schools yeah. are being renamed. Statues are being torn down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And hospitals and all the other stuff being renamed, libraries, all that stuff. But 
I said, that's information that's been out there. Like, we've been with these Confederate leaders and, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But before, it was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is what it is. But now, we're like, wait a minute, why are we celebrating these people? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we still going to Robert E. Lee High School? Right. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Even when we grew up, it was Martin Luther King Day slash Robert E. Still Lee Day. Is to this day, bro. That's insane. And people that work here. No other country does that. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> like, they went against the United States. They was enemies of the state. Bro, I live here with you. You know that, right? I know. <laughs> that shit pisses me off, though. Like, the whole waving the Confederate flag, and but you also this big, big patriot. Like, but you waving the flag of the enemy, bro. Hey, that's lack of knowledge of history. That's insane. That is, that is perpetrating what you have learned versus learning actual history and what has happened. Mm-hmm. That's what I was explaining to you just a second ago. That's why everybody was losing their mind when a boy walking through the, the Capitol with the Confederate flag. Like, they didn't even do that back in the day. Like, just, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be in a history book. That's unfortunate. But it, it probably will be. Uh, they was losers. They lost. No other country is still celebrating their losers. Yeah. Most countries, if you even try to celebrate them, it's punishable by jail or death. Truly. Mm. <laughs> well, well. Mm. Anywho. America ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> we too free, baby. They, they think they too, they too free. That's but a, you ain't it's, really it's, free. It's just so crazy to me. <laughs> but it's, it's always the same ones, though. Mm-hmm. Same ones waiting in the Confederate flag. Be the ones so pro America. Like, but you waving the flag of people that killed thousands of Americans. That is true, but that's why I say lack of knowledge on the history. Yeah, they they grandparents and and well great great grandparents fought in that, and they're just honoring that. They're not. They don't. They know now what the history is, but they're just celebrating their fallen member and their family that fought in this particular war. That's just, how they try to view it. But I got if you. you know the history of it, I feel like that should change your whole perspective. Yes, but at that time they was all, they separated from the country. They was no longer part of the United States. Yeah. So your granddaddy was an enemy of the state. He was yeah. against the United States. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can celebrate that person of being in your lineage and your family, yeah. but that don't mean you have to support the Confederacy. Right. You have to support that flag. Yeah, but you know. Part of that tradition, some just people just not gonna change their mind about it, and we have to understand that. I get that. Yeah, but no, don't be mad when I tell you my spit facts at you. I mean, hey, it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. That is all I have for today. I feel like that's a good one. Cool beans. You use my words. That was mine way before George. You took that from me. First of all, I took that from one of my friends. Heather, yes, I did. Anyway. I did. I remember very distinct. Well, the first it. person I ever heard say that. Heather got it from me then. Anyway, child. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so wrap it on up. That's a good one. We're done. Cool. Tell people. Tell people. Yeah, I tell people. Yeah, I mean, need to get our listeners up. Yeah, man. Don't be shy. Kojak, it's, it, it's not me, it's you. 
I don't be doing that social media. I know you don't. I got y'all. I'm going to try hard. Listen, we can get out here on foot. We can go do a conference right now, like a little, uh, whole little sit down, meet and greet type of thing. But you got to have listeners for it. You can do that. And you know, that's the only way. Post up at a public place, but I come over here and talk shit. <laughs> like, you break up a point so I can disagree with you. <laughs> that is not what it's about. <laughs> We all do that. Let's argue. No. <laughs> Put up, just post up somewhere. No. No, and no. Let's argue. <laughs> Breakable point. I'm, I'm a counterpoint this year. We just gonna... <laughs> we like having debates. I like hearing different perspectives, but it's all out of respect. It's all out of love. That's the big thing, though. Yeah. Respectfully disagree with each other. Boom. I'm gonna respectfully hit this button and let these folks go on by their business. All right, good people. All right. Good day. <laughs>